0: welcome to the spirit anointing the word the podcast of highland church jamaica new york with pastor subash charian we're so glad to have you with us today and we're excited about god's word because it gives us strength and hope for each and every day let's listen as pastor subash shares this powerful message He's a spiritual father to many highland churches in India and the Middle East, and it's a great joy and honor for me to welcome Pastor Suresh as he comes to minister the word of God to us. Give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I'm excited to be here. I'm privileged, I'm also humbled to be here. Thank you all and this church, uh, the pastor have meant a lot to me and uh, whatever has happened uh, since that time, uh, Pastor Subhash as you know, he's my twin brother, but he's my senior pastor and bishop, and uh, I'm grateful to this church and to your pastor and uh, to Pastor James Wright, who's gone to be with the Savior. Thank you, Highland Church, thank you so much. It's a joy to be back again. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this morning, I want to share, you know, there's a theme that I have taken for our church, and uh, I've probably done five or six, probably this must be the sixth in its series last night, early this morning, God gave me a word uh, in connection with the theme that, uh, uh, this is from Isaiah chapter 35 and verse one. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be ga- glad The desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. Our Father, we pray, O God, thank you for this time. We give you the glory, O God. We ascribe all glory and honor and power and praise to you. And we thank you. And Lord Jesus, we want to lift up your precious name. The powerful name, the sweetest name, the strong name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Our Savior, our King, our Lord, and our Master. And we want to thank you, blessed Holy Spirit. Thank you that your presence is the very presence of God on this earth. Thank you for the Shekinah presence. Thank you for the word that you anointed. You are the author of the word. You are the teacher of the word. Won't you please come and bless us through your word? We humbly beseech thee. Your word builds your people, O oh God. So build us up through your word. Inspire us, motivate us, and Lord, uh, build us up, we pray. And we give you thanks, O oh God. We ask this in the holy, precious, mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen and amen. Well, you know, uh, there's a very powerful verse uh, as we took this as our theme for 2023. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. You know, the Bible uh, is the word of God. It's our food, uh, not only for our soul, but even for our spirit. I want to say, we are spirit beings. We are created for eternity. So, but so often, what happens is we uh, study the Bible as an intellectual pursuit. But uh, more than an intellectual pursuit, it's so important that we take it into our spirit realm. I am an avid reader of books, and uh, I have a personal collection, half of which I've taken from my brother. And the rest of the half, I've taken it from, uh, you know, used books. I go and buy it, look out for any used books. I pick up good books and collect it. And I've read, and I've read, and I've read. But along the way, when I went through a desert wilderness period, uh, I realized that uh, the Word of God is more than just Letters. I want to say that uh, uh, in the spirit realm, it's not the letters, it's the image in the words and letters that pop out to you. You know, this Bible, you can go from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, you'll find it is full of great ideas and concepts, but beyond that. It is full of images. It is full of metaphors. It is full of analogies. And the very Hebrew letter are word pictures. Every alphabet is word pictures. What am I trying to say? How do we dream? In what language do we dream? No, we dream in images. And God can speak the word in dreams and visions. It's all images. And the Word of God are full of images and metaphors and word pictures that we can draw into our spirit because the Spirit of God speaks in images. Today in the business world and all over the world, they talk about dynamic imaging. And I want to say that's a very important concept because you are what you are because of what you image of yourself. Your vision is built upon images. And when we go through the word of God, and our Lord Jesus Christ, when he spoke the parables, it's all images, images, and images. In uh, Matthew chapter 13, and also Mark chapter 4, he talked about uh, the power of God's word. A sower went out to sow. There's one sower, and there's one seed, but there are different types of soil. And of these, three of them just got wasted. And the last one we find, there were three types of soil which gave an increase, whether it's a 30, a 60, a 100 fold. And I want to say that uh, the Bible was written to an agrarian society. What do I mean by that? The products and the profits were all based on agriculture. And the agriculture of the ground was so important. And the trees that yielded fruit was important. The wheat and everything that was produced, in fact, the, the festivals, the Feast of Israel, the seven feasts, are all harvest feasts, dependent on the harvest. And harvest is so important. And you'll find uh, right from the beginning in Genesis, God planted man in Eden. And the task that he gave them was to tend and to nourish and to, you know, they were farmers. It, that was right in the book of Genesis. And so I want to say that uh, the fruits we produce are paramount. We are rewarded for our fruits. And the Holy Spirit comes and gives us what we call the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And uh, we are seeing the world producing a lot of things. Let me say this. Some of the concepts, the New Age moment has taken it and we just left it. I want to say, let's take these back because this is where the Word of God, it's from the Word of God. And so, as I said, uh, the Bible is full of word pictures, images, metaphors, the concepts and ideas that we get, and we are built up in our spirit as we read the Word of God. And uh, Uh, When I went through the desert, I realized how important, you know, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 15 and 1, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. And I want to say, it's not conjuring up some image or some vision, true vision of God, true picture and images that come is based upon the word of God. And as you meditate upon the word of God, there are some things that jump out and you can hold on to it. You remember Abraham. He's a father of faith, a man of vision. And, uh, well, he was barren. He and his wife, she was like a dead wood, and they were fruitless. And then came the Lord in chapter uh, 14, and after he meets Melchizedek in chapter 15, you'll find uh, God gave him a picture of who he really is. He's going to be the... His name was changed. He's not going to be just a, uh, you know, uh, unfruitful person. He's going to be the father of nations. If you're going through a situation where it's a big zero, I think you call it another name. We say zero for uh, in India. You're going through a situation where it's just a big, big zero for you. God wants to say, I'm going to add one and many, 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 many zeros. There is such a lot of value in you. And Abraham was given the word that he is going to be the father of nations. And he didn't see it yet. And then God took him out of his tent and showed him, see what you can see. And in a desert, a cloudless day, and especially those days you can see Thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of stars. Today they say there are trillions and trillions of stars. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 6, Abraham believed it and it was counted to him for righteousness. The Hebrew word is amanded, from which we get the word amanded. In other words, when God gives visions from the word of God, even as you read the word of God, yes, take a hold of it. Lord, let it be established in my life. Let it be established in my family. Let it be established in my business. Let it be established in my community. Let it be established in my church. And he said, he believed it. He amanded it. He said, let it be established, so it shall be. And it was counted to him for righteousness. He did nothing to it. He just saw it The word became a vision to him. It became an image. Countless number of stars. He never lived to see that many. But today, there are countless numbers of his children. And then we find in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul says that the church is added to his, uh, you know, he's the father of faith for us also. So you take the church, it's countless number of stars that he saw are his children. God's promises are yea and amen. And so let me come to this place. You know, uh, a desert. Uh, The Bible, as I said, is full of pictures and images. And uh, when you read the Bible, you find that God has called, uh, I carried you on the wings of eagles. So in the Old Testament, eagle is a powerful bird. It's king of all the birds. And uh, I I I would feel sorry for any guy who would climb up the tree to take an eaglet, from the wings of an eager man, that's the end of that guy. But then you have a picture of Jesus as the lamb, so precious, so pure, so gentle. This is Jesus Christ. And then later on we have a picture of him as the lion. And then the proverb says, the righteous shall be bold like a lion. Image that you can carry, no matter how afraid you are, how fearful you are, God's word begins to speak to you, and that strong image, you are bold as a lion. And then we find about the Holy Spirit like a dove descending, not like a pigeon. There's a big difference between a dove and a pigeon. Pigeon lives in unclean places, but the dove is so pure and uh, is a bringer of peace, and if there is no peace in that place, it just takes off. So you have pictures that doesn't mean, you know, uh, like in India, uh, we have an elephant god, we have a snake god, we have a monkey god. No, 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 no. This is a picture of God. Uh, something very close, we can, oh, lamb. When, what do you do when you take, see a lamb? You just take it into your bosom. It just invites you. So beautiful, so tender, so innocent, so pure. And so these are pictures and analogies and uh, images that are given to us and the Bible is full of it all the way to the book of Revelation and it comes to Revelation you get so many images and they're wonderful to read because we understand what it is because the word is built uh, uh, the word uh, gives you images and visions and so I want to talk about this morning I want to talk about the, the uh, desert is a very strong motive In the Bible. And uh, when we think about a desert, we think about the negative side of it. Now, let me go through this uh, Bible verse, uh, what we just read in Isaiah chapter 35, verse 1. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. There are three things that stand out. There's a very negative connotation. For an agrarian society, this spells one word, disaster. There's no profit. If you're in a wilderness, if you're in a wasteland, or if you're in a desert, it is bare and barefoot of anything that brings out foliage or anything that bears fruits. There are trees that are there, and that's very uh, meaningful because these trees are used in the uh, making of the temple especially the ark of the covenant they are made of uh, you know uh, some of the uh, very ordinary wood but what god does is overlay it with gold both in and out it tells us we are flesh we have our own uh, you know weaknesses but uh, when we are in christ He covers us us with his divinity. And in the Ark of the Covenant, the Shekinah presence of God dwells there. It tells us that God dwells among his people. And so, uh, these three things stand out. A desert, uh, it's a wilderness. A solitary place, in the other translation will tell you, it's a wasteland, just wasting away. And then there's no cultivation going on. And then the other is a desert, but nothing ever grows. And so we are talking about three images. And the connotation is it's a very negative picture. Yes, uh, the Bible tells about those who are rebellious, those who are uh, against him will live in a dry land. But you need to see the other side also. Uh, It's not just a connotation of uh, a curse. But a desert, a wilderness, and a wasteland can be a place of blessing too. And so I want to say that uh, uh, deserts, God brings people into a desert. I've been through deserts, I've been through wilderness. And what happens in a desert is that just like the desert, desert is stripped of everything, it's like an empty canvas that the master artist looks. And then he begins to paint his images on that empty canvas. I don't know. Perhaps there would be someone here going through a desert time. It looks as if everything is barren. David went through, I mean, Abraham went went through it. And that's the place God began to speak to him. And God began to give him vision of his children, of his children's children, and nations that will come out of him. Men of God, who are worth their salt in the Bible, they're patriarchs, from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were custodians of the word of God. And they had the vision of God. The word of God carries visions. Powerful images. I want to tell you how important words are. It didn't, it didn't say, that in the beginning, the Word became flesh. God, the, the, Word was, uh, the Word was there in the beginning, and the Word was with God. And, uh, you know, and then we find this uh, in verse 14 of John chapter 1, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And this is very powerful. Word is what gives us images. Powerful, strong images, that speaks into our spirit, that will lift us up from where we are down in the dumps and make you somebody that God will use you to bless countless people. God told Abraham, I will bless you and make you a blessing and a blessing to the nations of the world. You may be in a desert. I want to tell you, Sometimes in the desert, as he did with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, Moses and Joshua, you'll find uh, David there, you find Ezekiel and Jeremiah, and before that you find Elisha, Elijah, Elisha, a whole lot of them. They were desert people. They were men of faith. They were powerful people who had very strong image, visions. Then you find about John the Baptist. I mean, he comes from a priestly class, and out there he's in the Judean desert. Powerful images he had. Powerful vision he had. Powerful word he had. And then you find our Lord Jesus Christ being taken into the desert. And what happens in a desert? You would have a hear for the word of God. God wants to speak the word to you in a desert. All these people, God began to speak the word in the desert areas, in the wastelands, in the, uh, in the wilderness, God begins to speak to them. And so what happens is that, uh, you know, I, I worked in uh, Saudi Arabia. I worked in the 80s. And before that, I worked in Bombay. It was in a sales executive job. And then after, the, uh, I, after that, I, I mean, before I, uh, after Saudi Arabia, Well, actually, I was working in America in the mid-70s. I worked in Phoenix, Arizona. A desert. Then I went to Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. A desert. And uh, something about desert, and my uh, son and my daughter are business people in Dubai. And uh, if you go out of the city, it's again a desert. What is that you see in a desert? If you have to write something about a desert, I can bet you, you can't leave out one phrase. The dust, the dust, the dust. It's all over you. Your eyes are filled with dust. Your hair is full of dust. It comes into your nostrils. It comes into your ears. It comes into your pocket. Dust, 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 and dust. What do you do with dust? A lot of things. Let me go to that. You know, uh, let me say in uh, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 24, it says out here, And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and the beast of the earth and his his kind. And it was so, God said. His word is powerful. It begins in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3. It says, and God said, let there be light and there was light. The power of God's word. I want to tell you, words count for Eternity. We count money, and we think that's the biggest thing. I tell you in heaven, we have to give an account for every idle word we have said. Word is currency. Your word is currency. The integrity of God is tied to his word. He has made no amendments to his covenants. What he said, it's still strong even now and forevermore. The Word became fresh and dwelt among us. Jesus came as the Word. And so you find God spoke and things began to happen. And so the cattle and all the animals, from where did they come from? From the earth. Now, we are special. Let me say how special we are. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, it says... uh, and the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Did you hear what man was made out of? Not the earth. The earth has value. But man was made out of the dust of the earth. Did you hear it right? It's read in the Bible. It's out, what do you do with the dust? You know, you have a doormat. When you come into the home, when you come into some people, you dust your feet. This is worthless. Throw it out. But it was in the form that was made of dust. God bent down and he breathed upon the nostril of this form and man became a living soul. What does that mean? He became a thinking soul, he became a speaking soul. Your dog and your cat cannot speak. They cannot think. To some extent, they have a sin, but we can't have communion or communication with cow. We milk the cow. We don't go and talk, oh, darling, beautiful day today, morning. I hope everything is fine with you. He says, yeah, it's a great day. We had a great sunrise. You don't have a communion, but God made out of the dust of the earth man, and what he did was He put his breath. He put his breath. And sometimes we become so arrogant, we forget. We are dust. What is there in us is the breath that God has breathed into us. We are from the ground, but we are the dust. We are the dust. And sometimes when we think we are high and mighty, God strips us of every pretensions, of every idiocracies. God strips us of everything else. And out there in the desert, as the desert is stripped of everything else, all that we see is dust and dust and dust. And then we realize, oh God, I am but a dust. Abraham said, he bowed down before God and said, I am but dust. Things that are impossible with you, you will learn it when you are in a desert. You have friends in high places. Well, well, they, they also have difficulties, let me tell you. But uh, when we come to a tight spot, in a difficult place, in an impossible situation, when we are in a desert, in a wasteland, in, 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 in a wilderness, we realize there's something more in my life than just this. I need the breath of God. I need the word of God that will help me see my tomorrows and my generations that is going to come after me and so it is in the desert god speaks to his people all these men of god were taken in the desert and god began to speak to his people and the lord jesus said i will build my church or i will build my ecclesia in the greek it's not building we have a concept church means building it's a called out people i'm going to build my people how does he build the people The word of God, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. And when he begins to give the word, you begin to have vision. You thought everything is dead. And the devil tells you it's finished, it's gone. But the word gives you vision to bring restoration, bring life and bring blessing, bring abundance, that you would be a blessing to countless number of people. That's how powerful God's word is. So let me say this, God's word you know, in a city, in a hurrybury, we hear hundreds of voices. There's a television. Well, now we've got the smartphone. There's so many things that takes our attention. But if you're stripped of everything, go in the desert, God has your attention. You will listen to his word. And I want to say, we realize how feeble we are. We are very vulnerable because we are Dust of the earth. Our strength is in the breath that God has put to us. I'll tell you an analogy. Let me say this. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 32 and verse 15, it says, Until the Spirit be poured upon us from high, and the wilderness will be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field will be counted a forest. Can you imagine You're imaging a barren place. And then God says, I'm going to pour out the rain. And He uses the word Spirit. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit comes. The anointing of the Word of God comes into our life. He says, until the Spirit be poured out from on high, in uh, Isaiah chapter 32 and uh, verse 15, until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, the wilderness. The wastelands, the deserts of the field shall become fruitful. It doesn't stop there. And the fruitful will be counted for a forest. God wants you, not only to be fruitful, but he wants you to be as a forest. Fruitfulness, in abundance. That's what... When, when, you, uh, when you come into the desert, something happens with all these men of God. When God, you may be going to a desert perhaps. What kind of desert, I don't know. I've been through a desert. I was telling this morning, I mean, I used to go through one area, a very famous hospital there, and, I used to, and then I saw another building coming up. It's the same part of this. And then I saw it's called Pinnacle, what wonderful name. And then next time I saw it is oncology. Oh, I dreaded that word. It's the, uh, you know, dreaded C word, cancer. And so when I used to go through it, I looked that side and drive. On this side, I didn't want to see. And one day, I landed up there with cancer. Let me say it was my desert. I took the word of God, and I read the word of God, And powerful images started coming. I just took a hold of God's word. I knew one thing. The devil does not have the last word. God's word as the last word. That's a destiny for all those who are called Christians. And I knew I had that destiny. I began to take the word of God. The powerful images of God. You know what the image I had? Oh, I'm seeing myself in a casket. And uh, these people say, he was a very lovely man. He led me to the Lord. And then a lot of people crying. And then he's gone and buried. I had all kinds of, my son is sitting here. One day when I came from the hospital, I had a chemotherapy and I come down. I'm weak mentally, physically. And even just across to buy milk. It's just a, a walking distance is the milk booth. I didn't see him. Then I got worried. 15 minutes, I started ringing, no call. All kinds of imaginations. I started seeing blood. A car hitting. I mean, the milk booth is not on the other side. It's on this side of the road. He doesn't have to even cross. All kinds of things. And then I was taken straight to the hospital, high BP and everything. And the doctor said, you would have also been killed. It's, you're in a very weak He said, what happened? I said, my son. Then I looked. He's looking and said, Dad, what happened? I said, you. You are the cause. No, it's not him, it's me, because all kind of imagination, I was thinking, imaging all reddit thoughts. And I got this, ad- the doctor said, don't have fear. He's advising me. Have faith. I said, man, I'm the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to tell you that in, in the desert, I began to read my Bible, and I began to find it's full of powerful images that builds you up, that gives you vision, that gives you hope, and that gives you strength. And again, in the book of Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah chapter, very, very familiar verse. I saw your poster on the, in the office, this word. he says that uh, he giveth, uh, verse 29, 40 and verse 29 to 31. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even to the youths, uh, they shall faint and be weary. The young men shall utterly f- fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What do you get out of this? What image you have? You might be as weak as weakling as possible. You can be just like a small sparrow about to be killed. But the image you have is those who wait upon the God. God will be like a wing as an eagle. As an eagle what an image of an eagle that soars higher over everything else, over the storms, over every confusion. It's it's flying over everything. It's talking about a powerful, dynamic image. So in a desert, if you're in a desert, take time to wait upon God. Wait upon God to receive His word, to receive the image of God's word. And then as you are in a desert, I'll tell you, the most important thing, you're here to receive the Word of God. And when you receive the Word of God, you need to reciprocate. And that is, let me tell you this, Uh, Exodus chapter 3, I'm going to close, I know I'm taking time. Exodus chapter 3, and was, Exodus chapter 3, and uh, let me say where it is. In verse 18, it says, and they shall hearken to thy voice, and thou shalt come, thou and the elders of Israel, unto the king of Egypt, and you shall say unto, unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews hath met with us, and now let us go. We beseech thee three days' journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. I want to tell you, when you are in the wilderness, don't have a pity party. Go into the desert and begin to worship God. And that is a sacrifice of an atonement. I want to tell you every curse, every sickness, every hopelessness that the devil who is the author of this brings upon you, you look at the greatest sacrifice, the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to tell you there is more healing at the time when communion is served than at any other time because you are looking to Jesus. The Bible says when you take the bread and take of the cup, you remember who? Jesus on the cross. Every sin, every shame, every curse is broken in the atoning sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. And what happens? They began to worship God. Mariam took the timbrel and all the ladies began to dance. I saw this. I filmed it. I wanted to show it to my people. We are very conservative people. I took it. I sent it to my church. The dancing because this is what worship is. Vibrant dynamic. We are not talking about a pitiful. I'm in a desert. I'm in a wilderness. I'm in a wasteland. Oh, no. Begin to worship God. It begins to turn around. It begins to turn around. And God did the powerful thing. The Pharaoh said, go into the desert, go into... And then he said, get out. Leave us alone. You take gold, you get the jubilee, you take everything, go, 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 go. And that didn't end. God finished these guys too. Pharaoh and his armies drowned. And so I want to tell you, there's a powerful motive of a desert. A desert is a place that God wants to bring you into and bring into a blessing. Now let me close by saying this one more. <laughs> it says, uh, Isaiah chapter 35 and verse 1, the wilderness and the solitary place be glad and the desert shall rejoice and blossom like the rose. So we thought three dreadful words that talks about uh, a devastation. It talks about uh, a great loss. What is that? A wilderness, wasteland, and a desert but we must remember the other words what is it the wilderness and the solitary place will be glad i've been big glad in a desert worship makes you glad and then something else it says the desert shall rejoice amen and when you are glad for what god has done for you in a desert and when you begin to rejoice A word that comes is blossoming. Can you say the word blossoming? Oh, it's not drying. It's not dying. It's not finished. It means blossom. It means you're just going to grow in abundance. There's an increase, an increase from the desert. We are going into a fruitful place, into a forest. God wants to make you an abundance of blossom, blossom, blossom. What a wonderful, what a wonderful uh, image you get. It's a rose. In fact, another translator is saying it is saffron. Its fragrance is beautiful. You are in the place of garden. You turned your deserts and your wasteland and your wilderness into the garden by your attitude when you begin to open up and have a great attitude, what you're doing is you're receiving the blessing of God. If you're going to have a pity party, complain party, I'll tell you one thing, you're still going to be in the desert. Change. Uh, reciprocal. And one, one of the greatest factors in the Bible is the word trust. Trust simply means receiving. Worship simply means Giving. If I have a trust, I'm going to give God my rejoicing, my gladness. I'm going to worship God. And God begins to pour out, blossoming. You're going to have from disaster to harvest. Not just harvest, super abundant harvest. No matter how bad the situation is. No matter what the famine they talk about. Isaac sowed in the time of famine, and there was a hundredfold increase. If it happened there, it can happen now. It can happen now, because the word of God has never changed. The word of God is the same, and that time, in this time, at any place. Let me close. The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. Well, we talked about three disastrous things. Now we are talking about the rose or the saffron. We are talking about fragrance. We are talking about forest of beautiful estate, yours. God has turned it around. God can do it. Father, this morning, I thank you, O God, for the word. The powerful images from your word the metaphors and the word pictures of your word. Lord, we are not going to speak about lean things, O oh God. We are not going to speak dream nightmares, O oh God, but we are going to dream about a God who does wonderful things. We are going to talk about a God and think about a God who gave Jesus Christ as a sacrifice, the power of the atoning sacrifice, the blood of Jesus Christ, the power of the atoning sacrifice. And Lord, we just want to offer to you our worship and our thanks. We want to give to you our best songs and our best dance to you, O God, that Lord you would be glorified. And we want to see everything blossoming. And blossoming is your portion. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray that you've been encouraged by the word of the Lord. To learn more, please visit our website, highlandny.org, or our Facebook page, Highland Church, New York. Until next time, may God richly bless you.